Hey y'all, so welcome to the sanctuary. I'm Aloe, I'm here with Ash, and we're just gonna talk. So we should paint the scene for you guys right now. So I'm sipping red wine, we're sitting in a cabin. It's like beautiful fall weather, it's completely silent. There's a dog chilling in the chair, so if, if he, sorry, if she barks, we apologize in advance. But yeah, we're just cozy. Yeah. It's a good vibe. And so we have some things to say. Um, first, Ash, do you want to tell them who you are? They they know me. They follow me on Twitter. But you are a stranger. <laughs> yes, I am a stranger. Um, <laughs> um, so I like to knit, read, and play video games. <laughs> and um, one of the things I like to do is I like button poetry, and they have a poet named Rudy Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. And I like um, listening to his spoken word poetry, and that inspired me to buy his book Helium that I then showed to Aloe. <laughs> and then we, uh, she read it, and we, we're going to discuss that. I like how you just segued into that. Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty smooth. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, this is Ash. Yes. Welcome to the sanctuary, oh. Ash. Well, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to my sanctuary. Yes. Um, <laughs> but also, oh, yeah, I'm in Ash's house, so this is actually her sanctuary. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're coworkers and friends, and... We have a lot of things in common. We do. It's kind of weird. Yes, but awesome. But it's so good. Yes. I feel, I feel good with you. Yes. <laughs> so that's friendship. Um, so, yeah, about this book by Rudy Francisco. Um, when Ash and I work together, all we do is talk. We, we work. Yes. We, we do our jobs. Yes. And we do them well. We do. But we also just talk. That's how well we do them, is we can also talk. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So, yeah, we got on this topic of this book. Ash got some new books and um, was telling me about him. And I've heard of Rudy Francisco's work. I've actually seen this book cover in a lot of places, but I never bought the book. So when Ash bought it, she was reading it. I took it and I was reading it and I'm like wait we got I got to a point of the book where I was like wait I don't know if I want to finish because I feel like he's a victim and I know that's triggering as fuck for me to say so let me explain (laughs) when I say oh damn he's a victim I'm not saying like victims are all terrible I personally just overcame thinking from a victim perspective. And so it's hard for me to read things from that perspective because I no longer identify with it. And when I was reading his book, I thought that he was victimizing himself. It was like pointing the finger at the subject, pointing the finger at women that he was with. But when are you going to point the finger at yourself, you know? What are your thoughts on the book? Right, right. I and I, f- I feel like you you explained your your viewpoint well in saying that it's like he he you don't really get to see his like what he has com- contributed to that relationship. We just get 
uh, a snapshot of what happened and the way that he sees it rather than the whole entire thing. Like, right, Because right. everyone is imperfect. Right. You know, and like we... I don't know. I feel kind of perfect sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that my ego talking? <laughs> That's just how I feel. But <laughs> continue. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and... And I, I, and it's, it's funny because when, and I know you've mentioned before that when we talk about his book, Helium, we were both on like different sides of how we perceive it because mm-hmm. I, I feel that I relate very much to the poems that he, he writes in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, you did this to me, why did you do this? But I've also written poetry in that way and I right. and it's also something that I wouldn't necessarily want to return to mm-hmm. that I might occasionally return to but mm-hmm. only after I've I've moved past it I agree and see I can relate to it in the same way I used to write like that um for y'all who follow me on Twitter I'm talking about the thread I did where I was like I'm no longer a writer because I'm not in pain anymore. Um, so when I when I put that to the book, what, why are you doing that? <laughs> Express yourself. What's happening, <laughs> y'all? Y'all should see her right now. She's like smiling and like being weird. No, I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So because I used to identify with it, I don't know if I can read that anymore. Like I don't want to read from writers who are being victimized or victimizing themselves rather I would rather read words of power yes um like you did this to me and now I'm gonna move past it and be awesome exactly (laughs) not you did this to me let me write about it and make you feel a certain way yes because I would rather you feel a way than me yes (laughs) that's how I feel it's like you're putting the blame on everyone but yourself why write like that? And I get it because I did it. I get it because I lived it. I get it because I used to write pieces where I... Cru- and I use the word crucified because it's blasphemous. And I like being blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> I would crucify my lovers. I would trigger the fuck out of them on purpose. Because that means I didn't have to trigger myself. And, like, when my old lovers would see themselves on paper, it would shake them to their core. I, re- I will never forget how I made them feel just from creating. They would see their pain on paper. They would see what they caused me on paper, and it would move them so deeply. But while I was inspiring them to be better, I was suffering. And it's just like, that's a victim mentality because I was pointing the finger and blaming them for everything wrong without looking within myself, without remembering what my power is. And that's not what I wanted to do as a writer anymore. I wanted to actually heal. And when I found out that I was healing, I was not writing. And I was like, what? (laughs) This was my love. I love writing. Poetry is how I spoke without having to have a conversation with anyone but myself. It's how I got all of my 
my thoughts, my dreams, my anger, my angst. It's how I got everything out. And then one day I looked up and I was healed and I hadn't written a poem in months. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It is crazy, but I'm, I'm happy that you're, you're yeah. happy. So oh, it's good. I, yeah, and it's yeah. just like, so that's what writing was. Writing was how, it was a step towards healing. Because I find that I write the best when I'm angry. Right. But it's not always where I want to be. Right. I also haven't written in a long time. Because you're happy. Isn't that crazy? Like a lot of, and I remember on Twitter I said this as well. You're not in writer's block. You're not stuck. You just aren't in pain. So you're not writing because it's not that you don't have anything to say. It's the fact that Nothing you have to say is painful, so you don't know how to write it down because that's all you've known. All you've known is writing down hurtful words, but you're not hurt. So what do you write? You don't. You love. You experience. That's what it is. Yeah. Wow. I love how powerful that is. I am inspired to write happy poetry. I want to. Yes. I've never done that. I haven't either. (laughs) Usually my shit will make you cry. But it's just like, I want to experience happy poetry. But I feel like I have found poetry in the trees. I found poetry in being... We live in an incredible area, first of all. Yes. We get... This is like courtside at a next game. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And this is how... Amazing this is. This is sky box seats at the Super Bowl. Like, we are literally in a holy place. It's like being in the Sistine Chapel. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. I feel like I would (laughs) rather be in the Sistine Chapel. That's just me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I get what you're saying. Like, it's that beautiful. It's that awakening for you. Yeah. That was a tangent. But (laughs) we can do that. Yes. But, yeah, this is the best place to unravel yes this is the best sanctuary to just spill yes so why write when you can just go outside that's how i feel and we can also sit outside together yes next to our beautiful lake and have these conversations exactly so maybe our poetry isn't written anymore maybe we're just spoken word artists (gasps) oh (laughs) shit that's deep as fuck (laughs) um yes that that's what it is. Maybe we're still poets. Maybe our happy words are just transformed into experiences. Yes. I entirely agree with that. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um so yeah, so that that's our thoughts on helium. That's how this whole podcast came to be. It started with Well, I always wanted to make a podcast, but the idea started with oh we're going to talk about this book that we both read and now I feel so inspired to make these podcasts and they're probably all going to stem from books we read because we have really insightful conversations about it Um, but we will be back in one second because I think Molly's going to start barking hold on okay so we're back (laughs) Molly the dog is gone um she went on a walk yes she went on a walk with her dad 
<laughs> um, so back to, I guess, pain and writing. Um, I think it's good to note Edgar Allan Poe. Um, one, if you live in Richmond or you can go there, you should definitely go to the Poe house. It's absolutely amazing. I'm just a huge Poe fan. And I I appreciate his darkness. And just being in his house was really cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I bring up Poe because one, he he writes from a very dark place, wouldn't you say? I I entirely agree and I also like his work as well. Yeah, I'll have to like recommend um some for you to read yeah. like my top 10 because I can't go any lower than that <laughs> right because aloe aloe is is um she's well versed in Poe whereas I, I still need to read, <laughs> yes. read his stuff and I, I yes, yes I will I will make a list um so yeah I bring him up because yes he writes from a very dark place he writes from a very painful place but I don't get the victim vibe and I think that's important because I think it's, I think we're fully capable of writing our darknesses and writing our pains without coming across as a victim. I think it's one thing to write like, oh, woe is me. And then there's another thing that it's, you're, you're writing about your pain, but it, you don't get that woe is me narrative. And when I read Poe, I'm not like, oh my gosh, he's blaming everyone but himself. His darkness is different. It's a lot more brash, but it's sensual. It's very lush. It's very rich, but it's calming. That That's a good way to describe him. I would describe Edgar Allan Poe as brash, calming, sensual. And what was the other word I used? <laughs> I don't remember, but brash and calming it's that contrast and i know that sounds oxymoronic but that's what it is that's literally what it is um so when i think of writing about darkness that's that's where my mind goes it goes to poe because he really mastered the art of conveying anger sadness um frustration pain he really conveyed all of these emotions in such a very sensuous way and that's what you should do as a writer um i think everything he wanted us to feel we felt but not once was it victimizing to me at least would you consider writing sort of in his not necessarily in his style but with that thought process would you so you mm -hmm. can write the happy poetry but then also write in the sense where it's like dark and, mm -hmm. and like you said his his style like I would I so the thing about it is I have I have studied Edgar Allan Poe's style his his writing voice I've studied it for years and I think that the reason why I won't write like that is because it's not me. Or when I considered myself a writer, it wasn't me. 
Because when I was a writer, it was just like, attack, attack, attack. I want you to feel everything. I want you to feel like I just read you for filth. <laughs> um, and I think Poe is more so writing just to release healthily. My writing was toxic. And I, I, I hesitate to use the word toxic because it's so trendy nowadays to say something is toxic. <laughs> Isn't it? It is. It's weird. It's so weird. Mm. Not everything that isn't good for you is toxic right which that is a wonderful point that you bring up because (laughs) it's because you can learn from it exactly and you move beyond it and and sometimes you'll have a you'll have like these painful experiences but sometimes they can also be learning experiences exactly exactly so that's exactly why i say i i struggle to say toxic with my writing, but looking back and knowing what I know about myself, how I've grown, about the muses behind my words, I can say that it was toxic. It is toxic to release such hate. Like my writing, a lot of it was hateful. It was so dark. I literally turned women into dark words. And I did that before even looking within myself. So... I think it's healthy to not do it. I don't want to be like a toxic writer or a writer that's known for being in pain. And so, yeah, that that's when when I did write, that was my my MO. I'm going to make you feel triggered so you can heal yourself. I want to trigger you so badly that you heal yourself. But it wasn't necessarily healing me, I guess. I wasn't focused on what I needed to focus on. I was worried about everyone else. Hmm. Interesting. Sips wine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So how did you let go of? Of these things that mm. how did you move on from so you've mentioned like letting go of things that no longer serve you yeah so yeah how did you, how did you it's that? weird because when I finally decided I couldn't write anymore well not that I can't write I can do anything <laughs> but yes. when I decided I didn't want to write anymore I felt heartbreak Because writing was literally the biggest creative expression that I've known. Before photography, before art, like drawing, painting, before anything. Before nature, I was a writer. Before my sexuality, like before I was understanding of who I was sexually. Before anything, any label, I was a writer. And looking back at all the things that I've written in the past, I wrote a novel when I was in third grade. (laughs) And I wish I still had it because I would love to see. I know it was about animals. (laughs) That's cool. And so looking back at all the things that I've written and I can actually remember writing, it all stemmed from a painful place. 
and not even like childhood traumas because I don't really have many childhood traumas. Uh, I, I am blessed in that way. But stepping into my adulthood, going through my teen years, analyzing those poems, it was all victimizing. And so it's easy to let go of something when you know better, I think. So it was easy for me to not write anymore. It was easy for me to not cry anymore because I didn't have a reason to. Because for so long, writing was my safe space, my refuge. But I think it's important to know when to let go, when it's time to let go of things that you don't identify with anymore. Because a lot of artists I see, they they cling to that pain because it works. But is it working for you or is it working for everyone around you? Is it actually healing you? Are you sulking in it? How are you releasing your sadness? And if you're not sad anymore, if you've moved through it and you're still writing or painting from that place because you know that's what everyone likes, it's time to let go. Because now you're not doing it for yourself anymore. You're doing it because it works. And that's why I can let go and be okay with it now. (laughs) I'm okay with not writing. I'm okay with letting it go. It served its purpose. I don't think anything's meant to be kept. Not even passions. Everything is impermanent. Oh, absolutely. We're all just temporary forevers in the world. Hmm. Sips wine. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that, I think that's a really... I have a lot to think about now. Like, I feel like we just, we did something here. And I can listen to this and go, wow, that's so true. <laughs> um, which is such a good feeling. So, I think we're going to cut this podcast now. <laughs> this is our first episode of The Sanctuary. We will be back with more episodes in the future. We'll be here for a while. (laughs) Um, I hope you all like it. You can comment, DM, send me a mention, like whatever, on Twitter. I said send me a mention. That's not what you do. You add people. (laughs) Um, But contact me in some way and let me know what you think. Um, If you have any topics you want us to talk about, that would be awesome. I have a lot of things to say, so I think we have a lot of topics that are coming up, but we will see. <laughs> Just let me know what you think. I will let Ash know because she's not on Twitter. <laughs> no, no, <I> <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you all like it. Hopefully it's not too long. Um, and thank you for listening. Thank you for coming into our sanctuary. Any closing words, Ash? Um, Please. Please join us again. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye.